Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saturday morning, one more hour to go for the legal show. Here's the phone numbers, 800-520-1534. We have a few lines open, and right after this show, it's Leo Laporte at 11 o'clock. Then Neil Savager with the Fork Report. Thanksgiving is here, so he'll talk about Thanksgiving. We did this uh, yesterday. And uh, tonight, 6 to 8 o'clock, Mo Kelly uh, with his show. And then 8 o'clock, a new show. Uh, Steve Gregory, Unsolved. And it's about cold cases here in Southern California. And it is uh, Steve doing what he does best. And what he does best is the best out there. And that is uh, work with the police, in this case, detectives, uh, family members, uh, officers, investigators, dealing with cold cases. And in some cases, cracking them, because that's what Steve does. That's tonight, 8 o'clock. You don't want to miss that. 800-520-1534. It is the top of the hour, which, of course, means it's the best time to call. And as the lines uh, sort of fill up, uh, then you get to wait, or you don't call in at all. Also, at the end of the hour, I'll tell you that a little bit later, uh, people who are on hold as I lock out of the show and uh, the uh, Leo Laporte uh, show starts, I'll, I'll still be taking phone calls off the air. But we'll get into that later on. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Uh, Here's a case out of Illinois, and uh, we're seeing these more and more, and this has to do with the police accountability, not in terms of beating people up. This is not excessive force. Uh, This is, a matter of fact, a duty that the police should be there and didn't. Okay, there is uh, this man uh, who was discharged from a hospital during a mental health crisis last year. And the lawsuit is he was abandoned by the police in a parking lot at night, late at night, and then hit by a car and suffered traumatic brain injuries. Now, this is one of those cases where if it does fly, uh, you're going to see massive dollars being paid. And it'll settle for massive dollars. Okay, uh, the suit alleges that the two officers with New Lenox, Illinois Police Department, committed, quote, willful and wanton conduct for dropping off 24-year-old quasi al in a dark, empty parking lot just before midnight on December 5th of 2020. And also, the suit says the Silver Cross Hospital negligently discharged uh, al during his mental crisis when he was in danger to himself or others. Because it turns out that al has schizophrenia was experiencing delusions. He was treated and discharged from the hospital. uh, And uh, he then uh, was going to and should have been transferred to a mental health facility, but he didn't. 
what happened, he, he wouldn't leave. And so the hospital called the police. And what happened? An officer provides Al-Kafawin a ride to a location in Orland Park. It was a park. And uh, he, wow, this is really interesting. Uh, after about 40 seconds, this is what 40 seconds of body camera shows. Uh, he is exiting the police car in a parking lot, dark, near midnight, an officer asks him, do you know where to go from here? He says, no. Uh, Al is asking, you want to help me with this? Referring to, I don't know where to go. You want to help me with that? And the cop says, this is as far as I can take you right now. He didn't have a cell phone. Uh, he's alleging that department policies require the officers to take a person in crisis to an approved mental facility, health facility, and didn't. And then he got hit by a car. Uh, I think that's a hell of a lawsuit uh, because cops can't do that. Assuming this lawsuit is true, and we don't know because these are allegations at this point, and uh, we don't have any defense here uh, or haven't heard of any defense yet. Uh, That's, uh, you know, the cops have to do better than that. Uh, If someone is in that kind of, uh, mental distress, they certainly have to go to a uh, mental facility, can't be dropped off at a park. Uh, Mary, let's start with you. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Hi, Bill. I live in a condo in L.A. County. My neighbor's front door is about eight feet across from my front door. She installed a ring doorbell, and of course that has camera and sound, across from me. And she could record my every move and coming and going out of my condo. I feel this is an invasion of my privacy. What do you think? Uh, it, well, it may be an invasion of your privacy, but it's perfectly legal. What she is doing is recording a public space. And it's not just to invade your property. It's for her security. So uh, what, what part of uh, your privacy is being invaded? Uh, the visual part that you don't want to see you coming in and out of the apartment? Yes. Is that part of it or is that all of it? That and additionally the sound, you know, anytime I talk, if I'm out in the foyer, she can hear, you know, or anybody who's with her can hear her. The camera would be pointed directly into my unit. Um, which well, is kinda, I mean, the camera is not you know, pointed into your unit. The camera covers, uh, I assume, part of the hallway. It just it isn't just aimed at your door and that's all it covers. Which, by well, the way, even probably well, would still be legal. Door. Yeah, it probably still would be legal. Uh, so can you do anything about it? Probably not legally. So what I suggest is uh, you get, uh, for example, one of those uh, flashes, those camera flashes, and just keep on flashing the camera or a laser and just blow out the uh, lens of uh, the camera. Ooh. And then maybe uh, a very loud, loud um, uh, speaker of some kind, but that's not going to help because I, all she has to do is turn down the volume. Uh, the bottom line, all kidding aside, Mary, is you can't do jack about it. That's perfectly legal. Okay. And if you and if you walk out the door naked, that's up to you. You know, okay. welcome, welcome to the world of uh, uh, of cameras and uh, open spaces. It's always been there until the law changes, and you can do the same thing. Put up a camera, and you can see everything she does. Right. So. Uh, and by the way, that's not to say that it's not an invasion of privacy. Legally, it's not. But uh, it is uh, certainly emotionally and physically an invasion of property. Someone knew 
everybody that goes into my door and could hear everything that is said right outside my door. Yeah, I would feel my privacy would be invaded, but uh, okay, too bad. Hi, Victor. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Uh, but an unimproved landlocked property to build a house in Pasadena, and uh, it was advertised as having utilities. Of course, after we signed the deal, looks like there are no utilities at all, never been. But in the listing, it did say uh, water available 10 feet away. Now, my question, can I go after the realtor? Yeah, one, yeah I would think so. Two, they're, they're, it's landlocked, and the neighbor is uh, not giving me an easement to uh, get water and utilities okay. through. My, uh, so. Okay, so what you have is a piece of land you bought that is basically worthless. Yeah. That you can't do anything with it. How much did you pay for the land, Digger? Half a million. That's your lawsuit. And you have to yeah. go, unfortunately, you're going to have to go uh, to a real estate attorney, especially since you have the proof that it was both advertised uh, and uh, did it say in the sales agreement describing the property that it has utilities, that it has water 10 feet away, or is that just what you were told? No, it was not written in the deal, but it was on the listing. Well, I mean, that, and the realtor, uh, in fact, issued that lease listing and said that water is 10 feet away, correct? Yeah, okay. 10 feet away, and it's yeah, you know, it's, it's time, away, yeah, It's time for a real estate attorney, Victor, and probably there's an attorney's fees clause uh, in uh, the sales agreement, which uh, prevailing party is going to be able to collect uh, attorney's fees. Uh, real estate attorney, go to handleonthelaw.com. And uh, you, you've got a All big right. issue there. I mean, you got a big yeah. issue, half a million dollars for a lot. How big a lot? 10000 Okay, so it's not huge. Good part of Pasadena. Pasadena has some pretty pricey areas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you were going to build a house there. That's right. You know what? Do you really need water? <laughs> I guess I can get away. See, I, 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 would, I would go for it. You know, a house is a house. All right, let's go ahead and uh, take a break. We'll come back. Our phone number, incidentally, uh, 800-520-1534. We have some lines open. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI. AM 640. Welcome back. Handle on a Saturday morning. Uh, 800-520-1534 is the number to call for, well, this is Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you you have no case. Hello, Deborah. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. My uh, son was hit by a drunk driver while he was on his motorcycle. And um, he was able to, just a split second before the car hit, jump off the bike, and the bike was actually hit and drugged several hundred feet. Um, the guy got out, apologized, um, told one of the witnesses he didn't want to have another DUI, and he left the scene. Um, the cops were able to find him and arrest him as a DUI. Um, we are dealing with the insurance company, but we don't know if he has minimal coverage. They're being very cagey about um, covering the cost of the bike. And I'm wondering, do we have any grounds for more than just minimal coverage? No, no, um, it's whatever. Well, you can, yes, I mean, you do. You can go after him uh, for all of the damages. 
you're not suing the insurance company. You're suing uh, the driver, the the drunk driver. Uh, but the problem is, uh, is rarely are they going to have twenty, twenty five thousand dollars to pay you. So inevitably, everybody takes the, the insurance limits. And it's interesting that they're not giving you the insurance company isn't giving you the limits uh, because, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, they don't have to. Uh, they the only time they really have to give you the limits is when you sue the driver. So uh, when you say the insurance company is being rather cagey, uh, are they simply not giving it to you and say they won't, or are they just sort of uh, jerking you around? They're jerking us around. Originally, they said someone was going to come out and look at the bike, um, and after a week not hearing from them, we called that person, and they were actually in Louisiana taking care of uh, the yeah. flood victims. And well, stuff. I mean, you have you may uh, end up having to just to sue him. Uh, and uh, have served in Louisiana and asked for a zillion dollars. Uh, and then the insurance company will tell you what the limits are. So it's time to uh, call back, call the insurance company and talk to a supervisor and say, come on, if it's minimal limits, you're going to write it. Well, not necessarily. Was your, uh, was your son hurt? Yeah, he's got some lingering effects on his hip and his shoulder that he landed on the ground. Okay, and a doctor um, has a doctor ascertained that there's some some real damage there. Um, I don't think he's got that information yet. Okay, um, to be going in. Okay, when did this happen? And it happened. Now it's been how, a little how, over a month. A month ago, has he been going to the doctor? No, not continuously. He hasn't. He okay. didn't think he had coverage. He's unemployed. So um, we got him Medicare, Medi-Cal, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, and he's going, he's supposed to be going and see the doctor, but he hasn't gone yet. Okay, well, it, it, if it turns out that he's got some serious damage, there'll be a, 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 there'll be a medical report. If there isn't any, uh, it'll just be the cost of the bike uh, to replace. You got to call the insurance company back, talk to a supervisor, say, come on, just give me the limits. You know, I mean, this guy hit us, and why are you doing this? Uh, because they should give you limits almost immediately. Because Otherwise, you get a lawyer, and it's just crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, now, if it turns out your son is banged up, you get a lawyer. Because then it becomes, okay. uh, a, it becomes a personal injury case beyond just like a whiplash. Uh, this is a whole different animal. So, uh, okay. yeah. So you can, you can uh, as far as the PI attorney uh, is concerned, you can always go to handleonthelaw.com. Uh, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Yes. Hi, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I drive a lot, and I just bought a brand-new car on 2021 in the beginning of the year, and I have so much problem with it. Horn wasn't working. Uh, the remote doesn't work to open up the door. Uh, it just temperamental. The gas pedal and the brake. Uh, doesn't function, and one time I, I was hauled right in the side of the road. Yeah, that's a problem, uh, by uh, the way, especially with the gas pedal and the brake not working. Yeah, that gets a little problematic. Uh, have you called the dealer? I uh, many many times. Okay. And I went even in person. All right, and they're not I, doing I any, and they're not doing anything about it. They just uh, they apologize, you know, for this and that, but nothing gets done. All right. I am in San Diego. I drove all the way to different dealership to see. For a repair, I even called the corporate. Uh, yeah, how many times? That, how many times have you been in for the repair? They have not took the car in because it's an issue with the. They said you have to leave the car, 
We don't know when we can repair it. We don't know when we can. Well, have they have the to car. look at it. I mean, Morgan, they have to look at it. And how do you? How do they look at it without leaving the car there? No, no, I, uh, I agree. But the thing is, uh, they say you have to have the rental, uh, and the rental is hundred dollars a day. Oh, that's a little and stiff. You don't... can now that hundred dollars a day is a lot of money for a rental. Uh, you can find your own rental uh, for a lot cheaper than that. I mean, you've got Enterprise. You've got a bunch of, of rental companies out there. You can find a lot cheaper. But the than car that. is under the warranty already. That has nothing to do with uh, the, that has nothing to do with the rental, and the warranty means they just have to fix it. And if they're not fixing it, uh, they're in breach, obviously. But that didn't have anything to do with the rental. Uh, I'm assuming uh, you have insurance, correct? Yes. Brand new car. See it. See if you have rental agreement under your insurance. But more importantly, uh, I would talk to a uh, Lemon Law attorney because it sounds like you've got a Lemon Law issue. I called the Lemon Law, uh, but I didn't talk to the attorney, the uh, person that was screening the call. And she said it's a rule that it is three times for the same problem. Yeah, that's what I said. How many times? I said how many times you brought it in. And you said uh, several times. You've gone... Uh, a bunch of times, and they say you have to leave the car. How many times did that happen? Uh, three times. Okay, so you all right. So you've met the standard. Yes. All right. So you tell the person. I mean, I, obviously, that's not a law firm you want to deal with. But when they say you have to bring it in three, it has to be brought in three times. And do you say I did bring it in three times? Yes, I did. Okay. And what was the response? Uh. They they wouldn't take it in because they wanted the car for unlimited. Wait a minute! I'm talking uh, about the lawyer. The I'm talking about the lawyer's office that you called and they said you have to bring it in three times. And you said I did bring it in three times. What was the lawyer's response? Oh, I didn't talk to the uh, attorney. It doesn't uh, matter. What was the screeners, uh, the paralegals' response? She said, did you call the corporate and all that? I have to just follow it because I just start doing the attorney. Okay, you have to, you have to find, you have, then you have to find another lemon law attorney. Yes. Yeah, and you've got to make a little bit more sense with them than you do with uh, me. Right? Right. This is Handle on the Law. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about uh, telling you about tech support scams have surged uh, to a number on the list, uh, number one, actually, on the list of scam threats, uh, designed to trick you into believing something is wrong, and then you give them your information, and then they steal it. And now, with your identity, because that's the holy grail, if they grab your identity, oh, man, what a mess. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the Internet. And literally in an instant, your finances, your credit, all are at risk. So let me tell you about protection, LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and there are plenty out there. For example, your social security number for sale on uh, the dark web. That's the hidden part of the internet where the bad guys buy and sell your information. If LifeLock detects your information being used, even a credit inquiry, they're going to call you or alert you, hey, is this yours? Uh, You can stop it instantly at the very beginning. That's what LifeLock is about. Now, no one can prevent all ID theft or monitor every transaction in every business. But with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection, you get protection. I've been a customer for over 10 years. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or visit lifelock.com, promo code HANDLE.
This is Handle on the Law. Six forty. Bill Handle here. Good morning on a Saturday. Back we go. More Handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Diana. Hi, Diana. Welcome. Um, my doctor, my cancer doctor, told me to go to the emergency room because he thought I was having a stroke. So I, I he called. He told me call the ambulance also. So what happened was that Medicare paid for the emergency room, but they wouldn't pay for the ambulance. The ambulance price was $2,600. Yeah, and so that's for probably Medicare said, three blocks. Medicare was, yeah, Medicare was saying that uh, they put the wrong code in in the ambulance, so we cannot pay the ambulance uh, because of the code they put in. And the ambulance will not change the code. Well, so the ambulance, well, yeah, that's, you, you call the ambulance company and say, hey, would you like to get paid? Change the code. I don't have any money. And yeah, I, I, I told them that. They said they can't do it. All right. Then just uh, say, go ahead and sue me. And I don't have any money. Oh. And uh, you put in the wrong code. My defense is you could have been paid. And uh, they're going to sue you, Diana. Are you on Social Security? Is uh, How much money do you have? Uh, just Social Security. You're fine. They're not going to go after you. They can't touch Social Security. And the ambulance company, they're basically saying we'd rather not get paid and to, and to, grieve, and to hassle you. And the, ambu- so I mean, I the ambulance company won't just change its code and resubmit? No, they're saying they can't do it. They said Medicare told them they couldn't do that. Oh, that's a, so come Medicare on. So no, one's al- so no one's allowed to make a mistake. So here you are, uh, and, you know, for example, I just had massive surgery. Uh, I had open-heart surgery, probably $150,000. So, uh, and I'm on Medicare. So uh, the provider uh, missing one Digit puts a four instead of a five in the claim. Uh, says, uh, "Oh no, well that's it. Uh, you owe us one hundred fifty thousand dollars because we put in one number wrong." Does that make any sense? No. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Call the ambulance company and say, "Hey, listen, you, it's covered. You just put in the wrong number." Yeah, you tell it to a judge. I think you're going to be fine, and I think in the end they're going to uh, allow the uh the claim to go through i mean i just that that's just almost impossible it really is the ambulance company saying we'd rather not get paid all right uh sure why not jason hi jason hi bill long time listener thank you i was calling because my father had recently passed away and um come to find out when i went to the bank to go check it out and the sister his sister put her daughter's name there as the beneficiary. Of what? And of his bank account. Okay, uh, that's kind of hard to believe that the sister goes in and puts the beneficiary as a bank account uh, after he's dead or beforehand. Right. Uh, uh, I would say beforehand. Okay, and so it wasn't, uh, his sister didn't do it, he did it. Well, he's a sick dog. He was dying from cancer. Okay, so that's that's a paid. problem. Okay, so that's one issue. And uh, how big was that bank account, Jason? Well, actually, they won't disclose the amount in in it to me. They and they they said that uh, I have I my name is on the life account uh, on the uh, life insurance account as his son, his only son. So I said, well, that should tell you right there. Why can I get a disclosure of everything else? 
Well, because like, well, your name, I mean, Jason, think about this. Your name is not on that bank account. You are not mm-hmm. a beneficiary. The sister mm-hmm. is. And the daughter of. And now you're arguing that somehow uh, he was not competent when he put her name as beneficiary of the account. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to prove that. Yeah, That's why yeah, I asked you how much character. money you got. You got to get a lawyer and contest it, and you'll find yeah, out how yeah. much money was in there because mm-hmm. that's going to be part of your lawsuit. Um. So, what type of lawyer do I? You're going to need a trust and estate lawyer. But uh, this is why I'm asking you. Uh, if you have any information about the size of the account. Can you guess, Jason, as to how much money he had in that account? Uh, probably about, the, I don't know, maybe about twenty five. I mean, 2500 to roughly $5,000. Yeah, probably. that's not, that's not going to be enough, uh, enough money there to get a lawyer involved. It's going to cost you more money than that. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, the, my, 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 the, but he left me uh, the life insurance that was awarded to me. They told me it was about $40,000 in there, but somehow they get $10,000 of it also after they drain his account. I don't, his, wait, his wait, wait. Account. Who drained his account? The sister. Okay, but, but her name was on as beneficiary. The other thing is, what does the life insurance have to do with it? Well, they sent me a contract of of a claim uh to saying that I have that he left me, he was smart enough to leave me some money. Okay. And do I want to claim it? And and how they're they still gonna get like the the sister the daughter of the sister called me talking about that my dad awarded her also ten thousand no, no, it, you have to look at the life insurance policy. I mean, a lot of this makes sense. It has to you have to find out who the beneficiary. If you're the only beneficiary, your sister gets the sister gets nothing. She can't just say, I want $10,000 if she's not the beneficiary of the life insurance policy. As far as the bank account goes, uh, yeah, you, you know what? I would sue your sister for $10,000 in small claims court. She's going to have to come up with something. Uh, and uh, the ju- I, I don't know if that uh, is conceivable, but I'm going to say, you. I, I would say, you know what? She won't tell me what's in that account. Uh, but again, uh, but Jason, here's the problem. It's it's my auntie I'm going to be suing. Okay, okay, I get it, your aunt. But here is the problem. You're not going to have to prove that your dad was incompetent. And that is a huge deal. And for $2,500, it's going to cost you far more than that. It's, uh, yeah, because it's too speculative at this point. Uh, It's just, there's, there's no there there. Robert. Hello, Robert. Yes, hi, Bill. <clears throat> I live in the manufactured home here in Orange County, and I'm having trouble ever since I moved here with the electric in the kitchen and the dining room. When I put, I have a little oven, and I have the microwave. When I put them on, the lights go down in half. Now, I've been dealing with the manager for quite a while on this, and because of COVID, we haven't really gotten to it, but uh, I recently had an electrician here about a month ago. He put some breakers in the house itself, and that helped a little bit, but there's still electricity coming out of the pedestal, which the uh, the, um, the park is, is a mobile park, which they're responsible for. So where do I stand here? Should I continue just talking? No, you or- want building and safety. I think you want building and safety, uh, and uh, because... I think, uh, and I'm trying to think if they have jurisdiction, I think so. 
uh, in terms of, uh, yeah, I think building and safety would do it because if uh, if electricity is coming out from someplace and you're saying that, uh, well, let me go back. Pedestal. Every home, every home has a pedestal. Yeah, and what, and when you mean, and and what do you mean when electricity comes out of the pedestal? It's distributed into the house. Right, and you're saying electricity comes. That's com- where the work. Okay, but electricity comes out. Oh, you're talking about physically where the electricity comes from. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. I misunderstood. Home Sorry. Has a pedestal. Not the electricity goes. Got it. Okay, I got home. it. Uh, and the manager won't do anything about it. Um, well, yes, they, they, she did it one time about a year ago, and it didn't work. She had amateurs there; they didn't know what to do. All right, call. I would, you know, I here's it. Here's what I would do: call the power company, the utility, and have them come out. They'll come out and take a look. And uh, there may be all kinds of violations going there because if you have a mobile home, and even after you put in breakers, you turn on the oven, and the lights go down. I mean, it could be that there's just too much power being sucked out where the uh, home overpowers the system. But, you know, I got to tell you, it's lights and microwave should uh, or oven should happen at the same time. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, that, uh, yeah, I'd start with a power company and see where you go from there. Because if you start going at it legally, oh, God, you know, that's one of the things I tell people. Oh, what can I do legally? You don't want to go there. Uh, it is way too much money. Figure out any other way of doing it uh, because dealing with a lawyer, there's a reason I went to law school. So everybody hates me and it works out beautifully with lawyers. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. We are not And uh, good morning, everybody. Bill Handel here. It is a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, quick word about uh, the end of the show, which is coming up at the end of this segment. Uh, for those of you that are on the phone and holding, just stay put. I will get to you no matter what off the air. And uh, even if you try calling, and we have a couple of lines open, but if you call and the line is busy, try again in five minutes, 10 minutes, and you'll be able to get through because I go through these phone calls really quickly because there are no commercials. And the phone number is 800-520-1534. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Eldon. Hello, Eldon. Yes. Hello, Eldon. You there? Hi. Yes, I am. So yes. on 927, me and my wife got admitted to the hospital to, for our baby to, to give birth to a baby. On the 28th, she had the baby. On the 29th, I left the hospital in the morning to go get flowers for her. I come back. Security downstairs says, oh, they may not let the flowers in. Uh, you might need to talk to the nurse upstairs. So I go upstairs to the maternity ward with, with the flowers. And the nurse goes, like, oh, well, you can't bring those in. And I say, well, why not? Because yeah, it gets our policy. And I ask for a copy of the policy. I'm like, can I get a copy of the policy where it says that I cannot bring flowers with my wife? So she tries to look for it, can't find it. I ask for a supervising nurse. The supervising nurse comes by. She says, oh, well, let me find the policy for you. They go around searching for it for about five minutes. They can't find it. I'm like, you know what? I'm taking these flowers into, uh, wow. into my wife's room. It's our, yeah, it was our wedding anniversary on the 29th. Yeah, Eldon. But, geez, you know what? I, but what just... happened was, yeah, I know. But what happened was they ended up calling the police on me. Because you wouldn't give up the me. flowers and you walked in exactly. and you, okay. So what's your question? My question is, can I have, do I have any legal? Uh, no, no. A judge uh, is going to throw you out and say, Eldon, why didn't you just give up the flowers? 
Really? Your wife is having a baby, and it was more important for you to get into it with the nurses than you sending, getting, uh, than giving flowers to your wife. I mean, come on, Eldon. It was, it was more or less the principle of the thing. Yeah, you know, there the you go. Okay. All right, no, I get it. I get it. So I'm going to give you the name of an attorney who's going to want a $5,000 retainer to start. Uh, and your damages are you didn't get the flowers in, right? Uh, and you well, ended no, up... I mean, uh, what, got, the, what did the police do to you, by the way, Eldon? They escorted me out, and I wasn't allowed to go back into the hospital. Okay. And that's your damages. How much is that worth? I don't know. Um, $100,000, maybe? No. Maybe, maybe a million? No, maybe fifty. I'd say. You think fifty thousand dollars? Well, uh, tell you what, uh, you can go to handleonthelaw.com and say I want to sue the hospital uh, because uh, they wouldn't let me back in. The police escorted me out, and I want fifty thousand dollars for that. Give it a try and let me know, uh, please, uh, how you do on that. See, I wouldn't ask for fifty thousand dollars. I'd go for half a million uh, because the police escorted you out of the hospital. You know, make me more. Because I think it's worth a hell of a lot more than just half a million. John. Hi, John. Welcome. Yes, I had a tenant vacate my premises and accrued over $2,000 of damage um, and repairs and whatnot. And then he blocks my phone calls. Um, no, no return address. Um, well, you got to find him, John. John, you have to find him. So the only line of communication is I have his one of his relatives' uh, address and phone number. So am I able to serve nope. him, not at the parents' address? Nope. You have to serve him personally. Okay. Yeah, and you can't do it. You have to have a an uninterested party uh, and or the marshals. And that's not easy to do because if he doesn't want to get served, then he can evade service. And incidentally, if you think... The parents are going to help you in terms of having him served or relatives. Uh, it ain't going to happen that way. So uh, it okay. is. Yeah. How, how much uh, damage did he cause to the carpets? Uh, we had to replace all the carpets. Yeah. How much? It was, uh, uh, was $2,000 total of damage. Okay. There's your lawsuit. $2,000. But you got to find him, John. So one more question, it, you know, can I, because if he's not answering my phone calls and, and whatnot, can I make a post about it on social media sure. for all of his friends to see? Sure. Just say, hey, I'm trying to reach him because look at the damage right. he did. Yeah. As long as you tell the truth, that's okay. not a problem. Right. Okay. Yeah. And there's, there's no like defamation case. Well, in yeah. I mean, that. theoretically, but what is he going to argue? Uh, gee, I didn't, didn't harm the carpet. I, I, I'm, a, I'm not evading. No, you're fine. Uh, I, I okay. would, but just try to find him. That's, uh, you know, what kind of satisfaction you're going to get with $2,000. Uh, yeah. Kind of crazy. Oh, uh, let me see that. Okay. William. Hi, William. Hey, how's it going? Yes, sir. What can well, I do I was, for uh, you? Going to get gas, walked into the gas station to put 20 bucks on, on my uh, truck. And the tenant told me to leave the store because I wasn't wearing a mask. I told him I don't wear a mask. I just want to put uh, gas in my truck. And he says, he puts the register sign closed in front of me so he can't serve me. So I knock that sign out of the way, just put like, throw it back and walk out of the store. And he continues to follow me out to the front door, starts saying some stuff. And uh, I turn around, we have words. He punches me in the face. We then are 
fighting in front of the gas station outside. And once it was safe to get up and leave, I get back in the car with my family, leave, um, go to our vacation home and call the police and file a report. Police come. They said that he said I spit in his face, and that's why he punched me. I did not spit in his face. Yeah, okay. So what happened? We only have a minute. I just want to know, do I have any uh, grounds to... uh, For assault, maybe. For assault. Uh, but uh, if you spit in his face, are, is there any video out uh, of this thing yeah, at all? I have the video. I did not spit in okay, his face. Okay, then you can sue for assault. Uh, you can, um, I, I don't know how much money you're going to get. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can sue the gas station owner for assault. Uh, I don't know, I mean, were you badly hurt? You know, because remember, it's not but just, you have to show your damages. I, I, was, I was currently on disability. That doesn't matter. Disability. How badly were you hurt? Because you weren't all that disabled because you're on va- you're going on vacation. So uh, yeah, h- how badly correct. were you hurt? It just prolonged my back injury. Okay, that's an argument if you have a doctor. But let me ask you a question. A private business yeah. says uh, you have to wear a mask, and you're saying, no, I'm not going to wear a mask, even though uh, a private business asks you to do that. William, wh- why would you not comply with the requests of a business when it comes to a public health issue? Because, one, it was... It was just a, a mandate. And two, how do you think we survived this many years not wearing a mask? Well, there you go. And by the way, it was just a mandate. Guess what? A mandate is a legal concept. It's okay. also it's also a I, mandate I, that I, you have to stop at stop signs. You know, that's a mandate. Boy, that one pisses you off, doesn't it? That one, piss, that one pisses me off. Those damn pesky stop, uh, stop signs. Boy, I really get pissed off at those. And how did you know? It's just how did we get along without polio vaccines? We did. Okay, well that's 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 your opinion. No, 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 that's not my opinion. We did get along without polio vaccines because we're still here. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Well said. Well done. Yeah, we're gonna start arguing vaccines now. You bet we are. Okay, before we bail out of here. Uh, I am going to answer all of your phone calls that are you're still on hold. Just hang loose, and I'll do it off the air. On top of that, if you want to call in, I'm going to be sitting here for another 30, 40 minutes, an hour if you like, because I want to get through all the phone calls of people that do call, and the number is 800-520-1534. Uh, lines are open, and if you call in in a few minutes and it's busy, just call back because uh, you'll definitely be able to get through. This is Handle on the Law. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.